Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Good afternoon, 4 o'clock at KSL News Radio. I'm Jeff Kaplan. Yes, 48 degrees in Salt Lake City, KSL's top story. Westminster College is the subject of a new lawsuit. A women's soccer player is alleging they failed to protect students on the team from sexual harassment. KSL News Radio's Amy Kobe reports. The lawsuit follows a Title IX complaint that a soccer player says was filed by her family. And then she says the coach retaliated against her. The original complaint had to do with what the player calls the hot seat. She says freshmen were sat across the aisle from their male coach on the bus and then asked sexually explicit questions by other players. She also claims this harassment not only continued under his watch, but also with his participation. Westminster College did respond to our request for comment by saying they take sexual harassment complaints seriously. They also say they maintain the privacy of any student who complains. We're learning more about the assaults inside the Utah State Prison. KSL News Radio's Jessica Lowell has details. Charging documents were filed yesterday, and now we're learning about the two suspects. KSL.com reports 27-year-old Atiba Jacobs was allegedly hiding in a shower area on the last day of January and attacked an officer. The officer had multiple fractures to his face and told an investigator that he would have to have surgery to reconstruct his nasal cavities. 34-year-old Travis Bennett was the other inmate charged for an incident on February 4th. Police say Bennett has a long history of attacking officers and inmates. The Utah State Prison announced more steps they'll take to improve safety at the facility last month. A semi-truck hit a school bus with kids on board this morning. This was in Carbon County. Sergeant Cam Ronan with the Utah Highway Patrol says the accident happened 7.20 this morning. Uh, A semi was approaching the intersection and uh, as it was coming eastbound on Highway 6, and it did not get stopped in time at the intersection before as the light turned red. He says there were no injuries. Damage to the bus was minimal. A deadly mass shooting in Germany's second largest city. Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Jeff, at least six people are dead in a shooting in a church in Hamburg, Germany. A large police presence outside of a Jehovah's Witness Center. Footage from the scene shows police escorting people out of the center, some to ambulances. Officers also evacuating surrounding buildings as they they search for one or more suspects. 
A Mexican drug cartel has turned over the five people they claim are responsible for the brazen kidnapping of four Americans last weekend. The Scorpions claim the five men acted on their own and violated the cartel's rules. The group delivering the men and an apology letter to authorities. President Biden um, is has just released his proposed $6.9 trillion budget. It includes an increase in military spending and social programs, as well as a tax hike for the rich. The president now calling on Republicans to come forward and negotiate with their own fiscal plan. Instead of making threats about default, which would be catastrophic, let's take that off the table. Let's, as I said in the beginning, let's have a conversation about how to grow the economy, lower costs, and reduce the deficit. House Republicans say the president's plan is reckless and won't bring down the national debt. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Shaleos, KSL News Radio. If you are on the wait list to get state services for a family member with a disability, you might be waiting 25 years. But one state House member is trying to speed up the process. KSL News Radio's Peter Johnston has the story. That wait list is over 4,500 people long. Representative Ray Ward tried to pass a bill that would have sped up the process of getting families care, but it failed despite getting every single lawmaker in the legislature to approve it. Even though I had a unanimous vote, even though everyone admitted it was a terrible problem, even though everyone agreed wholeheartedly that we didn't have a long-term plan to make the waiting list better, the budget uh, supervisory committee still chose to not fund my bill, and so it failed. It it wasn't allowed to have its last vote. So I was very sad about that. The Division of Services for People with Disabilities currently provides care to 6,500 individuals. The Utah Food Bank is getting ready for more demand after a change in food stamp benefits. KSL News Radio's Kate Davis reports. Workers at the Utah Food Bank say they're already seeing some major demand, but they're gearing up for even more people to come through their doors. SNAP benefits got trimmed down last month, which impacts tens of thousands of Utah households. People using SNAP had an extra monthly payment as part of the program that started up during the pandemic, but that stopped in February. Other state programs are available for people needing help paying their bills, like the HEAT program. KSL News Time 405, Utah Congressman John Curtis wants to preserve popular climbing spots on federal lands. Along with Congressman Joe Negus from Colorado, John Curtis has introduced a bill as a nod to Utah's outdoor recreation, something executive director of Salt Lake Climbers Association, Julie Geisler, is passionate about. We see impacts from climbers and we need to manage for that, and that's what this act would provide for us. She said that climbers across the country are enthusiastic on managing the land used in the sport. You know, Denver might refute this, but I would say Salt Lake City has become the, the climbing capital of you know, the country, especially with USA Climbing moving here and the number of climbing gyms and just the magnificent access we have. The committee is still due to debate the bill in Washington. Hugo Ricard Bell, KSL News Radio. First look, traffic, you know we have work at home days and we have work at the office days. I think this is a work at the office day, Ricky, isn't it? It's a beautiful day for a drive. I wish we weren't at the office so we could be outside and enjoying this sunshine, clear roads, and those snow-capped mountains look great in the traffic cameras. Right now we are seeing delays northbound SR 224 from Park City up to I-80 at Kimball Junction. In the valley, also coming from Parley's westbound I-80, we have delays from I-215 over to 2300 east. And the standard slowdowns waiting for you south Found I-15, Murray into Sandy. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Salt Lake City is going to be on a big TV show this weekend. My Minute of News is on the way next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. 
Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.